0: Tom likes to do something every time I preach to just, you know, wind me up or get me on edge. So, you know, it's always a good start, isn't it? Um, So, as Tom said, I'm Kerry. I am part of the Marley Hill community, but also part of this community. Um, I lead a bit of a prayer team before the service and jump in on media and things like that as as they need help. So, um, yes, as Tom said, I'm starting the series on strength for the weary, um, which, again, Tom sprung on me only two weeks ago, so... (laughs) <laughs> Not as much notice as I would like, um, and I, I just, you know, I love New Year's. I love the um, just the potential that a new year holds. You know, twenty twenty two is at the minute a year that is empty and yet so full of, you know, possible memories and possible things and possible movements. And I just, um, and I don't do New Year's resolutions. I do New Year intentions, um, so that if I fail, I don't feel as bad on myself. Um, so, yeah, so Tom gave me two verses um, to speak on, and strength for the weary was that topic. And I'm just wondering how many of us here tonight, or listening online, or listening later in the week, are just tired? <laughs> are just, just tired. Um, And there are loads of different types of tired, obviously. You know, anybody with kids who don't sleep through the night. Tom made a joke, but I think it was slightly serious, you know. Um, You know, I remember that, I've got a 13-year-old now, but, oh, anybody who's got to get up in the night and then go to work, honestly, I feel for you. Um, Anybody who works shift work, you know, you never quite get into a real pattern or a routine. It's hard. If you're fighting mental illness or physical illness, something that, you know, really drains you. You know, We want to pray for you and we want to bring healing, but it makes you tired. And then there's that battered and beaten tired, where you're just, everything is coming at you from every direction and everything's going wrong, and just deep in your soul, you're tired. And I think we've all had a bit of that in the last two years, you know, from March 2020, we're almost two years in, and... I can't be alone and thinking, you know what, I'm just tired of COVID and everything to do with it. And if I'm completely honest, December made me really soul tired. Now, don't get me wrong, Christmas was lovely. The nativity walkthrough was incredible. Um, if you missed it, I'm really sorry. I hope they do something just as fun next year. Um, I had some lovely time with my family, but things were getting cancelled, and there looked like there might be another lockdown, and things were just building up. And I just felt done is the only way to explain it. I couldn't take another lockdown. I couldn't work from home again. You know, I worked from home from March 2020, right the way through till June 2021. If you're still doing it and you're struggling with it, you know, I've been there. And when they said, you know, we could work from home, I just felt my soul crying out and going, I can't do it. And in those times, we, just, we need to pull strength from somewhere. There's got to be somewhere we can go for strength. And in those times, we do need to look for Jesus. Now, I know you're surprised. He's got advice for this. He does have information. Um, and this is where he, we, he brings us uh, Matthew 11, 28 to 30. A lot of you have probably heard it before. But it says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. And the thing that, that is so important in this is the first thing he says is, Come to me. Come and sit with me, and I will give you rest. Jesus isn't saying, shake it off, or get over it, or forget about it. Jesus didn't tell me in December, that, you know, Buck it up, pull yourself together. He says, I see you. You that are tired. You that are weary. You that are run down. You that have just carrying too much. I see you. And I'm inviting you to come and sit with me. And I will give you rest. Lots of us probably know the Exodus story. So Moses has led the Israelites out of Egypt. And they've crossed the Red Sea. And... They're finally free. And one of the first things Jesus, uh, God commands the Israelites is to have a day of rest. Exodus 16, 23 said, He said to them, This is what the Lord commanded. Tomorrow is to be a day of Sabbath rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Now this is before the Ten Commandments, before he you know, sits down with Moses and chisel and hammer and gets the tablets out. He gives three commands. First one is to obey. Second one is to trust God and to only take as much food as they need. And the third one is to rest. After hundreds of years of service and persecution, probably working seven days a week and having very little time off, after the trauma of witnessing the plagues and everything happening, fleeing before the advancing army, you know, I'm sure it's awe-inspiring, I imagine it being this incredible moment, and yet I'm pretty sure it's a bit traumatic. And then one of the first things that God says is, rest. And that's because all of the work, everything that we do, should come from that place of rest. I found this quote, and I can't find a source for it, so I'm very sorry. But it says, we rest first and are renewed by God. Then we are sent out to work. Rest isn't a state we stay in forever, but rest renews us so we can return to the work God has for us. And again, when you, know, you look even at the beginning of the Bible story, when God created Adam and Eve, sixth day, he made them, formed them, gave them their you know, task, be fruitful and multiply, go and subdue the earth. And then it's a Sabbath. Then it's a rest. And that's why Jesus starts by saying, come to me, all you who are tired and weary, and I will give you rest. Now, I don't want you to think that I've got Sabbath down. I don't. I am a doer. I like to be busy. I like to be productive and doing all the things. And so I have to keep a pen and paper next to me. Every time a job pops into my head, I have to write it down so that I don't go off and do it. Um, (laughs) But Sabbath is that time of deep spiritual rest where we rest from the work in the week. We rest from all of the things that we're carrying. We rest from housework. It's different to a day off. It is a day of rest. And then we do things that we delight in, those things that replenish our stores, that fill our cup. And these are things like prayer and worship and scripture, but it's also things like food and naps and family and friends. A day to say to God that I trust you, that everything will get done, and I'm going to taste what that future kingdom is going to be like, that future kingdom of delight and joy. And I'm not going to go on about Sabbath. We've had lots of talks. I really recommend you go back and listen to some of the talks on Sabbath or read some of the books. Um, Pete Scazzaro fantastically talks about Sabbath. Um, I'll come and talk to somebody who does Sabbath. As I said, I haven't got it down, but I'm trying. And if you can't do a day, do an afternoon, do an hour, do something to give yourself that rest. Because as Jesus said, he says, come, rest, and then we'll work. And that's the next thing that Jesus said. Jesus said, take my yoke and learn from me. And just in case we're thinking about egg yolks right now, I've got a picture of a yoke. Um, and it's this piece of wood, somebody helpfully put the arrow on, piece of wood between the two cows that tethers them. And it's a working tool. So those two cows work together and they walk together and they pull the plough or the cart or whatever it is. And it helps the animals to pull a heavier load. Two cows can pull more than one cow. And this comes from that upside-down kingdom we often talk about, that point where things don't quite work the way that we expect them to. So Jesus said, Come to me, you who are weary and burdened, and help me carry this yoke. Help me carry the heavy thing. But Jesus' yoke is different. It's not the heavy workload cow's yoke. That doesn't mean it doesn't have work, but it's different. And so I thought this second picture gave us maybe a bit of a better illustration. It's not us pulling it, it's us pulling it with Jesus. He's asking us to join alongside him in his work for us to carry it together. So not for me to create my own burdens and my own heaviness and carry it along, but to come alongside Jesus. And the thing is that the yoke is a teaching tool. It's if you've got a new cow, talking a lot about cows. <laughs> you put them alongside the experienced one and they pull together. And the experienced cow teaches the inexperienced one, this is how you pull and this is how you go and this is what happens when you turn around. And so Jesus is saying, come alongside me. Let me teach you. Learn from me. Let me help you pull it. He knows the direction he wants to go in. He knows the pace to go at and how hard to pull and what to do. And he's asking us to attach ourselves to him and put on that yoke that he's given us and to pull with him. And he's asking us to come back to it. So again, this yoke, it's not like the one with the cows where you're chained in. It's a daily choice to join him under that yoke. And sometimes when you're weary and burdened, it's so hard to look and go, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on and I'm gonna put on that work. But this is way. Jesus says his yoke is easy and his burden is light. He's telling us we're going to be working under a yoke. I mean I don't know about you looking at those cows, but I don't I don't think it looks easy pulling it. But he's gonna help us to pull it. He is gonna be carrying the majority of the burden. He is gonna be carrying and pulling and directing. He's asking us to come alongside. In the book of Isaiah, which is in the Old Testament, in chapter 42, it contains a long poem about the servant of the Lord that is to come. So it's talking about Jesus, and it's talking about the character of Jesus. And so I'm going to read the first sort of four verses. So it says, Here is my servant, whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him, and he will bring justice to the nations. He will not shout or cry out or raise his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break and a smouldering wick he will not snuff out. In faithfulness he will bring forth justice. He will not falter or be discouraged till he establishes justice on earth. In his teachings the islands will put their hope. So Jesus is the servant. He is the one that holds God's spirit, that God has put on the earth to help bring his kingdom. And he will bring justice to the nations. We're not going to bring it. He is going to bring it. But we have to join him in that work. And it's this idea that Jesus is gentle with us when he does this. So that line where it says, he will not shout or cry out or raise his voice in the streets. Jesus isn't shouting at you. He's not the farmer with the whip. He's not, you know, nudging you along. As I said, he's not the one when you're tired and worn out saying, try harder, do better. He's not shouting or crying out. He's coming alongside you. He is the servant who comes alongside and pulls with you. A bruised reed he will not break, or a smouldering wick he will not snuff out. That's that soul tired that I talked about, that tiredness that goes deep into you. He won't put a yoke on you that will break you. He sees you when you're bruised and tired and he gives you that rest that restores your soul. A smoldering wick is that final wisp of flame, that last ember, and he won't snuff it out. He's asking you to come back to him, to join him in his work. And the thing about Jesus' work is that somehow that restores your soul as well. So I work for a charity that supports people with convictions to get back into work, and it's a Christian charity. And I work with some of the people who, <laughs> who go to this church. Um, and you know what? Some days are hard. Some days you're facing so many obstacles. Some of the people you're trying to help maybe don't want your help. Maybe fight back. Maybe they've just been so disenchanted with everything that goes on in the justice system. They just see you as another cog in the wheel. But then in those moments, as you keep going, as you get up every day and put on that yoke again, you know, I've seen some miracle moves of God. I have seen some incredible turnarounds. I've seen some men who I thought honestly were going to stop coming stop in, they were going to give up. And yet, they have interviews, and they have opportunities. And just the change in their attitude when they come is incredible. Over Christmas, we delivered over 60 hampers to a lot of these men and women. And so many of them said that was the first Christmas present they'd had in years, or that was the first Christmas card they'd ever been given. And you know what, that planning, and that run-up, and the shopping, and the spreadsheets, and the mapping, and everything that went behind it was, Tiring. And yet, when you speak to them, it restores your soul. And so when you go about that work, it's not something that's going to break you. It's not something that's going to snuff you out. It's something that will bring you back. And you can ask anybody who is doing that thing that they feel called to do. You know, Dave talked uh, towards the end of last year about you know what just reaching a point of maybe this isn't for me maybe I'm, I'm done leading a church we're very glad you didn't leave Dave <laughs> but you know it, it's not for, for leading a church you know I don't know from experience but it's not all just you know sitting around and praying and then off you go there's work but it's that work that will not break you it'll not snuff you out because we are tethered And we are on the yoke of the one who carries our burdens. And that last bit was, He will not fault out or be discouraged. Jesus isn't discouraged when you're tired, He's not put off. You know, when we read through the Bible and we read through God's emotions and Jesus' emotions, He felt the full range. And we are made in God's image and we feel that full range of emotions just like He did. And so He's not put off. He comes back every day and puts that yoke on. And he says, Come, join me in it. Jesus is our stronger partner. He is our pulling master. He is our lead. And he will not falter and he will not be discouraged. Back to Isaiah 42, it says, I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness. I will take hold of your hand. I will keep you and will make you to be a covenant of the people and a light for the Gentiles. To open eyes that are blind, to free captives from prison and to release from the dungeons those who sit in darkness. Even in that tiredness, the Lord is calling you and he's calling you to come and rest and then work where he will take hold of your hand. He will grip hold of you And he will keep hold of you. And then he will help shape and guide you and teach you and train you to be the person he's calling you to be. And that's true of every part of our lives. In our work, in our family, in our friends, in our rest. Jesus takes you by the hand. And he helps you and he keeps you. And so Jesus is inviting you through that verse, to come and take his rest, to receive it as a gift, and then pick up his work. And as he walks alongside you, and you build it with him, you will find what your soul needs. And last time I talked on the <laughs> up here, somebody came to me a couple of weeks later and said, um, when you're preaching. You stand up, you speak up, and then you shut up. So (laughs) I'm taking that advice very much to heart. So I'm going to invite the band up. And that verse, it says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And so I just want you to, to think, where are you weary and burdened? Where do you feel like, you know what, it's just getting too much? and carrying too much. And I just want you to invite you to just to sit and to help give that to God. Put down all of those things and just come into his presence and receive that rest. And where is God inviting you to rest? Where is he inviting you not to work so hard, or strive so hard, or pull yourself too hard? Where is he inviting you to make space for that soul-restoring rest? And where is he inviting you to pick up his yoke and learn from him? What is he trying to speak to you right now? What is that gentle and humble teacher trying to say to you right now? if you've never come to Jesus if you've never invited him in I just want to invite you to do that now to come to Jesus to sit at his feet and to receive that gift of rest we just thank you for that gift of rest. We thank you that we can come in our weariness and our burdens. We can come in our tiredness and our fear and doubts. We can come in everything that we have. That you say that your love is big enough for all of those fears and doubts, all of that tiredness. And you will give us rest. Help us to receive that rest. Help us to just feel that deep, Soul restoring rest. Jesus, where you want to guide us, help us to hear which way you want us to go. Fill us with what we need and help us to carry that yoke that's easy and light.